0: everything made sense uh like it felt like the last puzzle piece right um I love it's that. just like just clicked into place and i felt happy for the first time in a long long time
1: do you have to reach rock bottom to yeah. elevate to get to that point yeah, right it gives
0: you more strength to to bounce back and now look at you coming back stronger than ever oh yeah and I'm it's constant shedding from here on out so we can start right here (laughs) hi Monica hi Ani how are you doing
1: I'm great how are you
0: (laughs) I'm doing great I'm actually super happy that you came on this podcast Um, Me too.
1: I'm excited. It's been so long since we've seen each other. Yeah. Feels surreal. After COVID, right?
0: After COVID, yeah, it feels like forever ago. But um, I remember we met in 2015. So this was, what, seven years ago?
1: Wow. That sounds about right. Crazy to think.
0: I was a freshman in high school and I was volunteering at, um, it was like a Christmas event at the park. Do you remember?
1: Yes, I was Miss Corzell at the time.
0: Yeah. It was and we have day. a photo together. I hope we could pop it up right now. but um yeah, that's when we met and then we just kept in touch this whole time and we bumped into each other one time at a party. I
1: remember, I remember. that.
0: Um, and that was literally about it and then I just see you traveling and exploring and finding yourself.
1: You too, though. I yeah. love that you're doing so many different things and always going out of your comfort zone. So I'm excited to catch up with you.
0: I know. I need you, I need you to talk about everything, <laughs> literally all the projects you've been doing.
1: I'm going to try my best. Um, Just yes. spill the beans.
0: Absolutely. Um, but real quick, I want to mention this podcast. Um, so this would be season two, episode one. So you're Ooh. my first guest of season two. I love it. Season one, you can find exclusively on YouTube, and um, that's where I interviewed a few of my friends, actually talking about the same subject, the same concept of what we're going to talk about today. Um, but it was in 2020, so gotcha. It was during COVID time, and I have no technical like skill, <laughs> so my whole uh, setup was interviewing over zoom and posting that
1: (laughs) we all gotta start somewhere yeah
0: and it was a great time so i wanted to make it you know take it to the next level so welcome to more than matter
1: yes thank you so much for having me
0: of course this is where we talk about all things more than matter this is where we get deep this is where we talk about our inner childs
1: (laughs) yes and bring
0: out the the light of that we all possess
1: that's amazing so
0: to start i want to talk about your pageants
1: yes of course
0: you because when i met you you were miss Cordell. where did you go there where did you go from after that i know i saw you um go into miss irvine like you held that title for a bit i was about to say that was
1: probably my next title I had just gotten accepted to UC Irvine and it was actually my first time ever visiting the campus in July, I believe. I think that was in 2015. So yeah, right after my quartzell title. Hmm. Or I think I still had it or is about the end of it. Anyway, I was at the Claire Trevor School of Arts. And it was my first time ever stepping on foot of the campus. And when I won, I just thought it just was meant to be. And I had been competing in a lot of other preliminary titles to Miss USA, Miss California, Teen USA. And being able to win Miss Irvine Teen USA really set the ground for My pageant career and made me realize that I was in the right place and that regardless of the other times that I didn't win that I was exactly where I needed to be and it made me feel so much more connected with my campus UC Irvine and the city of Irvine in general and it was amazing being able to represent and really get to know that community better and I was just thrilled to have that kind of introduction before I even started going to UCI and I can honestly say that college at UCI was some of the best years of my life and I'm really grateful that I ended up there.
0: That's amazing honestly I can say the same about UC San Diego because I think we I don't know I think we're doing the same things at the same time right so we probably both got into college around the same time too. Totally. Totally. Um, so yeah, I have a lot of wonderful stories (laughs) from college, but, um, I want to know, like, how did having that title impact you and your experience in school? Was there any, like, did you get any perks? Did you get any benefits (laughs) or were you recognized at all?
1: (laughs) That's a good question. So it definitely helped as far as my career in the entertainment industry. It was a really great opportunity for me to brand myself, to make Mm -hmm. those connections with different brands and to get involved in my community, to fundraise and get sponsors for Miss California Teen USA. And I made a lot of great friends and connections at my time at UCI and being Miss Irvine Teen USA was kind of a segue into a lot of that. And of course, being in pageants is kind of different to people who aren't in that industry. So a lot of times it does come up and it's really helped me get out of my comfort zone and break through my shell and pursue different things from business and real estate to entertainment, modeling, acting, and even hosting for a little bit.
0: Yeah, that's right. You do. <clears throat> um you have a lot of things that you do yes. that I um <laughs> have seen on your page. Um how do you balance like that online persona and then your day-to-day like daily thoughts, daily Actions, tasks, routine, like whatever it is, like how do you balance?
1: Yes, I love that you asked me this because (laughs) I know that social media can be so draining sometimes. And we have this online persona that is only a fraction of who we are in real life. And for me, it's being able to dissociate from that sometimes and taking those much needed social media breaks and really just focusing on grounding myself with a routine. So for me, What's super important is having a daily and morning routine. I always wake up and start off with meditation to really center my thoughts. And it helps me wake up and get out of bed, honestly. And from there, I make sure that I spend time to journal, to read for a little bit. And I usually work out first thing in the morning. So usually it's Pilates or yoga or weightlifting. Mm -hmm. And then I start my day and I have a breakfast and green tea.
0: Wow. Oh my God. That's amazing. <laughs> so we have, um, similar beginnings, um, uh, more to the day. I meditate too in the morning and I, I journal yes. and I also read. Um, but what was I going to say?
1: We relate so much. I swear. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You're right. Um, what time do you wake up for all this? Because It takes me hours (laughs) to just do what I have to do, you know? Um. I was
1: about to say, because I wish I was a morning person. I have been working on it and I really am not. And I try really hard. So for me, waking up at 7 or 8 a.m. is like, wow, like I did it. Mm -hmm. I woke up early today and for the most part I do. And then, you know, there are other days where I sleep in a little bit because I do have kind of a flexible, semi-flexible lifestyle considering what I do for work. So it really depends on what time I go to bed because I think it's really important to get your full eight hours of sleep. But yeah, for the most part, I'm usually up by 8 a.m. on average. And I don't okay. even though I do sleep a good amount because mm-hmm. I feel like it's important. I usually never sleep in past 10 a.m. And like if anything, I take time to have my little morning nap Or afternoon nap if I'm really exhausted. But yeah, I would say around 8 a.m. Because, yeah, it takes like an hour or so to actually get out of bed, do your routine, and be ready for
0: the day. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I feel you. But, yeah, you're saying you're not a morning person, but you wake up at 8 a.m. That's strength right there. Honestly, that's
1: strength. (laughs) I wish I was one of those people that could get up at like 5, 6 a.m. Not that you're – I mean – Maybe if I start going to
0: sleep earlier, but yeah. it's a process. <laughs> yeah. No, same here. It's something we'll work on. You know, we brought it to light. hundred percent. It's yeah. manifesting. <laughs> <laughs> it is manifesting. Speaking of manifesting, I love that you yes. said that. Um, what I want to know your experiences with it. You know, like Ooh. what about synchronicities, you know, yes, from, you know, cause and effect. Let's I... start there. Do you believe in that? Let's start there.
1: Yes, I 100% believe in that. I'm just trying to think of some examples because I feel like it's so uncanny when Mm. things really do line up in that way. I mean, honestly, when I won Miss Irvine Teen USA, that was a moment of synchronicity and something that I manifested. And Mm. even though it might seem kind of like surface level, like on the outside, I would say a lot of the pageants that I've competed in, like – of course you don't win every one but when I do win it's always because things just matched up and there was synchronicity like my last pageant Miss California Regency International I I mean and I've been competing in pageants on and off since I was about 8 years old but I don't win every single thing like and I don't just have great days every single day and I think before that pageant I had competed in maybe, I think, five pageants, and I didn't win any of those. And so I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, you know what? I am going to keep doing this. And even though it can be discouraging, you just kind of have to bounce back from that. But it's so interesting because as soon as you are able to kind of like step into that, what would you call it? Kind of like a – it's definitely a mindset. It's like this energy, right, when you manifest? and. It's like you have to totally be there, and then it happens. Isn't it presence?
0: Presence. Yeah. Yes, I agree. It feels like you're maybe in the zone.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yes, very well said. (laughs) Because otherwise, I mean, you could just be a tiny bit off, and then it'll get your whole energy off, right?
0: Yeah. Definitely. That's a great – that's – okay. That's a great um, topic to get into because how – do you, like, come back from faltering a little bit? You know, like, you mm, yes. you feel yourself getting a little shaky sometimes. Me, I felt that way very recently. Um, but I was able to get myself together. And I put myself together even stronger than I was before. I love and that. That was, like, a total... What's the word? Like a shedding. A
1: comeback. Oh, shedding. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, no. It l-
0: literally feels like I'm a n- whole new person. And, and this person is just now living. It's <laughs> it's taking its first, first steps right now. That's the type of energy I feel that I have right now. Um,
1: oh, yes. I need some of that energy.
0: Now okay. Yes. I mean, that's what I we're totally here for. We're here to share and learn and grow. Um, that's yes. all I... That's, I don't know, that's what excites me for, like, really excites me. Um, Constant growth. Yes. So I enjoy that. But back to the question, how do you come back? How do you bring yourself back together?
1: I think it's important to ground yourself. There will be times when you're not feeling really motivated or you're even maybe self-loathing. And I know that for me, I experienced that especially Right before I competed in my last pageant, actually, which was about February, and I remember just not having any motivation and finding it difficult to even get out of bed. And for me, I have really found so much help from reading and listening to podcasts such as this one and really just being able to find my inner voice and remind myself that what I'm going through right now is temporary. And to not be so attached to a kind of outcome, but realizing that it's a process and being gentle with myself. But committing to that routine really helps me because if I can at least do that and and go through my morning routine, mm-hmm. then my days are so much easier. And... Just having that discipline, I think, really helps you get back into the necessary mindset that you need to be in in order to grow and cultivate that space for
0: success. Love that, (laughs) Um, but I want to mention there are times where even myself, I find myself um, in this very, I guess, like a deep place of. Not even wanting to discipline myself, like not right. even <laughs> feel having the energy to be able to do that, you know, um, and what I've learned from that is it's not always the best to like stay in that state of mind right because it just turns it's more negativity on top of more negativity, so it's like more difficult to get out of, but um what has helped me. Um, is basically time. I think time heals most things. Definitely, Yeah. Time allows me to see a different perspective of what I was feeling in the moment. And it's always great to track how you're feeling. Yes. So in the morning journals that I do, um, sometimes I go back and read on a certain date, like how was I feeling right. then? And um, it gives me a new perspective on my emotions and what I was going through, and what I learned. Yeah, what I learned from it—just a bigger, broader point of view. Because when you're in that feeling, it's so hard. Right. It's so hard to to see other things. You're like blinded by that emotion. Yeah. But anyway, um, time. How do you feel about that?
1: (laughs) I love that because I know that so many of us are super critical and hard on ourselves. And I think we just need to learn to be more gentle on ourselves and not Mm. be upset at ourselves for not being where we thought we would have been at this age or at a certain time in our lives and to just remind ourselves that it's all happening for a reason and to continue reminding ourselves of our why and the reason that we get up in the mornings and to constantly find that time to self reflect mm-hmm. and process those emotions because like what you were saying with journaling and really understanding yourself in that bigger perspective i think so many of us when we're going through that you know funk
0: mm-hmm.
1: a lot of times we don't really understand why we're feeling like that or really understand the source of our feelings and just being able to process it and break it down and that really like helps me take a step back and see it from a bird's eye because then i realize okay it's because of a situation or it's because of something that i'm attaching significance to that when i really shouldn't be that helps me kind of dissociate from that and realize the bigger picture and then snap out of it right
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. Beautifully put. <laughs> Processing emotions. That is a big one. You need to be able to process your emotions. And this is a daily process. It's not even like once in a while. Every day you need to get the junk out. Like right. The get junk emotions. Get it out.
1: <laughs> yes. Deposit all that waste.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is daily if you skip a day, I feel I feel it, you know, the next day I feel I feel heavier, I feel right. it's like more sluggish digestion, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, digesting your emotions. Wow. I
1: like that. It's very Me metaphorical. <laughs> yeah,
0: it is. It is. It's perfect. Um speaking of all that, do you ever come across like self-doubt? Does oh yeah. Does it yes. ever pop up? How do you deal with it?
1: I think so many of us tend to compare ourselves to other people, whether it's because of social media or your line of work. Maybe it's coworkers, friends. For me, a lot of times it's pageants, different mm-hmm. competitors, right? And for me, I always remind myself that I just have to take a step back and remind myself of why. I love myself and what I offer to the table Mm. and to remind myself that I'm not competing with them. I'm competing with myself.
0: Mm.
1: I think so Mm. many times we get caught up in seeing if the grass is greener somewhere else, but it's green where you water it. So just reminding yourself to take care of you first. And that is how you're going to step into the person that you're meant to be and show up for yourself and really take yourself to the next level
0: not enough people put emphasis on vulnerability so being soft has so many benefits to yourself being gentle on yourself you can you can go so far.
1: Something I'm learning.
0: Yeah, me too. I mean, I always I make sure to remind myself in all ways possible to be soft on myself. Right. You know, I even I got this tattoo of oh, a little heart.
1: That. that is so cute. Yeah,
0: super tiny. You know, so I can like love remind that. myself to use my heart. Yes. Use it. You know, like it's been ice cold for so long. <laughs> I, I need to use it.
1: Feel that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's sometimes the way you're raised and. Yeah. I know that you also have like a traditional background. And I think Absolutely. we, for that reason, <laughs> yeah. we're so hard on ourselves because we have this idea of who we're supposed to be or, you know, a mold that we're supposed to fit. Mm-hmm. But really, it just everyone's different. And we all have our unique process and journey. And so just reminding ourselves that. We're going to get there and really just having that goal and that vision and showing up for yourself and visualizing, meditating, like really getting into that emotion and feeling that. Like, Mm -hmm. that's really what's helped me manifest and really come into who I'm trying to be.
0: Okay. I love that you're saying all this because (laughs) I have been feeling a lot of, um, powerful visualizations recently Mm. like i'm actually there to the point where i see the physical but i'm also seeing what's in my my head like in front of me in a beautiful like imaginary concept you know I know, it's very really so yeah,
1: And it can be kind of hard to explain because I absolutely totally know what you're talking <laughs> okay, about because I'm huge on visualizations too. Mm-hmm. And I know to people that might not be familiar with that, it might kind of sound like... Scary, like yeah. I'm crazy
0: or, just, or hallucinations.
1: Right, <laughs> or yeah, however you want right. to perceive that. But yeah. I think it's important because I think it's a huge part of the manifesting process because if you tell yourself, oh, I'm going to do X, Y, Z for... Whatever it might be, but you don't believe in it, then Mm -hmm. you're not in that emotional state of being. Yes. Yeah.
0: You have to believe it in order for it to happen. If you don't believe it, obviously it's not going to happen.
1: Right. And that's why the emotional part is so important Mm -hmm. because when you feel like it's possible, you're that much closer to manifesting it. So,
0: oh my God. I love that because I have what I'm manifesting or what I'm visualizing, I'm not even doing at this point, but I'm going to try to learn how to do it.
1: Yes. You know,
0: so I can see where that takes me. But I'm having so much fun just visualizing um, what I do. I have a like a tradition or like a, a, a religion that I'm I follow intrigued. myself. <laughs> like every morning I do my journal meditation, all that. Um, but in the evenings during sunset time, I like to go walking. Ooh. And I've been walking longer and longer every day. I've been noticing. <laughs> Love that. Um, so I walk at. Oh my God, Mary Kerr Park. I know, you know where, where that is, is. <laughs> yeah shout out. It's yes. a Palmdale
1: <laughs> for sure, oh my God. Um,
0: I walk there almost every like sunset time every day yes. around sunset Golden hour. I love it. And um, I just blast my music yes and walk, feel the wind self-care. I like I had the urge the other day to hug a tree, so I hugged a tree and um I just look at nature. It was, I don't know. It's beautiful. And then when the wind picks up, it's very windy in the AV. Right. So oh, when I the know. wind picks up, <laughs> I just feel like I'm floating because I'm in that euphoric, Ooh. you know, feeling.
1: That sounds so therapeutic.
0: It is. I like your and take I on do that. this every day. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and a good it's evening, yeah. Meeting. I can't. It's like myself. I'm giving myself love. Yes. 100%. Um, there was this song that was playing. Um. And I had to sit down for it. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just the music just takes me body, places. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes I just like let my body do what it wants. So right. I can walk for hours just because it wants to walk. And when this song came on, I sat down and it um bubbled me up with love. Like I mm. was overflowing with the feeling of love so much. I didn't know where to put it. Right. I just wanted to give it. I wanted to give it to someone, but I didn't know what to do. So it got to a point where like the song, you know, peaks or whatever, like the climax of the song. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, like there's no one around me. I'm just going to give it to myself. So yes. this feeling of love <laughs> during the, the drop or the hit, right. whatever, of the song. The or, right. <laughs> yeah. During that moment, um, I felt like a projection of love. So it came mm. out of me and then it came back into me of self-love and I've never felt that before so I felt so like
1: that sounds so powerful
0: I was giving and receiving at the same mm-hmm. time yeah and it felt amazing because I was giving it to myself right. you know like I didn't have to give it to someone else I can keep it yeah. all to myself
1: <laughs> no that's important because <laughs> yeah. I think so many times we're just draining ourselves and not filling our own cup. so I think that's an yes. amazing Yes. amazing visualization and sounds like you just transported me there right now so i'm like uh, i'm gonna have to love that keep that for yes, myself in the future
0: because <laughs> and the song the title of the song is called know. the feeling of love Ooh, that i hits, know that hits <laughs> i know what are the odds that so i'm gonna have to send it to you yeah yes, also, please do yeah it's just perfect you know it just all makes sense but wow. yeah <laughs> have you ever felt any strong emotions like that
1: Ooh, I mean, that sounds pretty hard to top. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) but what it reminds me of. So one of my mentors that has had a huge impact on my life introduced me to mind movies. Ooh, and what is that? So it's kind of like a vision board, except you can just make it on... I do iMovie. So Mm. essentially, you pair positive affirmations or basically goals you know and you know how a big part of manifesting is saying it like it's already done right so you put an affirmation like for example before I was Miss California Regency International which was something that I put on my vision board I put I will have a state title and I put a picture when I was crowned Miss Irvine Teen USA and I'll I don't know if you've seen it somewhere on my page, but I had the happy tears kind of Mm -hmm. face because when I think about visualizing that moment, and even when I look back on the titles that I have won, like I am so overjoyed with emotion, just extremely happy and just like exhausted because of the work it takes to get to that point mm-hmm. that I'm just filled with tears of happiness. And so when I am going through like my daily visualizations, affirmations, I think of that moment and it literally brings me to tears, like almost every time with no no doubt. Mm. And so I put that on my mind movie, which is like a moving vision board, if you want to call it that for lack of a better term. Mm. But it really helps you get into that emotional vibration and state of being to Mm -hmm. help you manifest that moment and so whenever I am looking at my mind movie I'm experiencing those different emotions and it really helps you get into that feeling of already Mm -hmm. having it okay
0: wow that is something I can definitely try out yes I highly recommend okay yeah we'll have to teach me about it yeah, definitely. I could show you off, an example. Off yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know yeah. it sounds kind of kooky, but no, it definitely no. works. And- On
0: this podcast, we believe in everything. Yes, okay, we believe it all. That's these the are my type kind of, of people. Then, are. yeah, I we believe it because <laughs> you say it, right? Right. You say yes. it. You create it. So why would I not believe it?
1: Exactly. Now it's happening. Why wouldn't I?
0: Because you're telling me. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And I'm okay with it. <laughs> like I have similar experiences, so.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, this is why we're having of this course. conversation in the first place because yeah, exactly. we're on that same yeah, like wavelength.
0: Yeah, I love it. This is what I love to talk about. I okay. One of my questions was, how did it feel to be crowned? Like, what was that moment? Can you describe it to us? <laughs> it
1: felt unreal. I just remember, kind of, right before that moment, you're anxious, right? You're in that top 5 with the last few contestants you're getting eliminated and narrowed down and i remember feeling that anticipation and reminding myself that whatever happens i'm not a failure and i'm not a loser i'm just gaining experience and learning and so i remember when they were right right about to announce who the the winner was just telling myself that no matter what happens i'm to be proud of myself and when they said that it was me i was Mm -hmm. shocked but also it felt right like it felt like it was meant to be Mm -hmm. and so i i cried i mean i feel like regardless if i win or lose i am so overwhelmed with emotion each competition that i compete in that i do get emotional and you know whether i'm crying on or off stage I think it's important to feel those emotions and to honor them and not to be ashamed of them, but to know that it's okay to feel that. And sometimes it's kind of an accomplishment to Mm -hmm. be able to feel things so deeply because I remember that there was a time in my life that I was so numb and apathetic that I did not feel and I did not cry for a long period of time. So I think at that moment, I just felt so so proud of myself and so overwhelmed with, with joy and so in sync with Mm -hmm. myself and it was a really powerful moment
0: yeah i feel it i feel it how does the crown feel like
1: it (laughs) it can sometimes dig into your head but i mean (laughs) it sometimes messes with your hair but it's it's more of a symbol and a lot of my appearances like i prefer sometimes a lot of times to not even wear the crown because mm-hmm. it's more of the title and what it represents. I know a lot of people think, oh, it's just a crown on your head. But for me, it's more so the impact and it's a tool and utility to give back to others, to share your voice and to empower others.
0: Yes. Can we get into that? Yes. What do you use your platform for? Yes.
1: Yeah, so my platform is empowering foster youth. As Mm -hmm. a former foster youth myself, I recently spoke at an event for an organization called Adventures to Dream, which is an enrichment program for underprivileged children from the ages of 4 to 14. And it was really inspiring for me to be able to share my story and to connect with youth and young women that are going through positions that I was once in. And more than anything, I use my title to show others that no matter where you come from, you don't have to be limited by your circumstance. And you have the power to create your own destiny and to transform your life.
0: How do you um, translate that message to such like young kids? Like, to, or are they easier to speak to in that right. in that sense?
1: I love that you asked me that because I was kind of nervous mm-hmm. to share my story with them because I wanted to keep it lighthearted since they're young. I didn't want to get too dark, but I also wanted to shed light on something that's very much a reality for those who are dealing with extreme poverty. And so for me, I, I kind of touched a little bit As far as like the background of being in foster care and not having a stable home and at one point being homeless, failing English, which is my last name, and really just hitting rock bottom, but reminding them that it was just a phase of my life. It was just Mm -hmm. temporary and I was still able to bounce back from that. I was able to graduate from college at UC Irvine despite... Missing, I think, 11 weeks of school my freshman year, having to temporarily drop out of high school, but still being able to finish strong and raise my GPA to 4.8 my senior year of high school. So focusing on more of the positives, but showing them that it's a reality and reminding them that your vulnerability is a strength and it is a power. It's just you need to remind yourself to not dwell on the bad, but to transform it, to transform your pain into power and to know that you can accomplish anything. I mean, I went from being a misfit and a rebel, a degenerate to graduating when only 3% of former foster youth obtain a four-year degree. And I have had the blessing of holding titles such as Miss California Regency International Miss Long Beach Miss Quartz Hill and Miss Irvine and I know it's it's for me it's more symbolic but I've gone on to do a lot of things that have been special to me and help me empower others
0: that's very powerful yeah I want to I want to do that (laughs) I want to do that when I grow up and be like you. <laughs> uh, you're so funny.
1: I want to be like you, Ani.
0: Aww. You're so cute. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I feel like I'm just now finding that, like it's what a you went through. Yeah. I yeah. think you were young oh, when yeah. you went through all that. right? My dark hole or, you know, what do you call it? <laughs> Hitting rock bottom. Rock bottom. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> My rock bottom happened... Like 2019, it happened in college. Like it was a spiral, college, you know, best time, but also worst time.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) I know. That was a crazy time.
0: Yeah. And then, like, after graduating, that's when I was like, oh, is it like, is is this going to be it? This whole, like, is it going to be like this? I don't want it to be like that. So it's just like got worse and worse. And I had physical pains too. So I hurt myself in college weightlifting.
1: Oh man. Yeah. So
0: I had a herniated disc and I didn't know until like two years later when I had like um like a job. Oh my (laughs) god. I had an actual job, a nine eight to five, I should say. Wow. Um, and I couldn't get into work because um I couldn't put my foot on the ground. Like it was that amount of pain. Like my back pain was causing me not to be able to walk. Like it was that intense. Um, so I crawled to work regardless because that's just the type of person that I was. Um, and my coworkers found me on the ground (laughs) basically because I was in so much pain. I couldn't stand up. So I was just like kneeling on the ground. I
1: can't even imagine. (laughs) Yeah, it was bad.
0: So they told me to go to emergency. So I'm like, fine, I'll go. So I went, um, they gave me like a steroid shot. They gave me so many drugs. Here's the thing. (laughs) I was in bed after that moment for the next 2 months waiting for surgery. So Jeez. yeah, my surgery was supposed to be 4 months in advance like from the day that I like that happened. Yeah, basically oh from gosh. the day that that happened. Um but thankfully 2 months in <laughs> I got a call saying there's an opening, you know, we can take you in, but during that wow. whole 2 month process, oh my god i was in severe pain okay my the level where they're like zero to 10 i would be like it's a 25 like it's intense i couldn't do anything but no one believed me either like (laughs) (laughs) um i had all the symptoms except one and that one symptom was like the um pre-qualification i guess to get immediate emergency surgery so instead i had to wait oh my god! and that one um, what is it symptom uh-huh. was um losing control of your bladder so that's what I had to that Jeez. would have had to happen to me in order for me to get like emergency
1: so definitely surgery. severe wow, oh yeah I was insane. I was in
0: so much pain I was in pain 24 7 that's all I knew all I knew was pain and all I knew was anger so oh obviously God. that lingered. Right. That lingered in my mindset because it happened for so long. For sure. I was angry at everything. I was mad at everything. Like that's the point where I lost most of my friends. Like everybody around me that I thought were friends vanished. But it was m- like I was causing it. You know, I had no one to blame but me, but I couldn't see that at that point. I was just full of anger. Right. So when I realized my body was healing, but not my mind. I noticed a disconnect. And this was the first time I've ever seen or recognized something like that. Mm-hmm. That there's something off. Like my body does not correlate with my mindset right now. Um, because my body is healing. But my mind is right. still pretty dark place to be. So I listened to an interview with Dr. Joe Dispenza. Oh gosh, Do you know who he is? I love him. Okay.
1: I'm obsessed with him.
0: I watched... His interview interview with um, a man named George something. Okay. Um, It's an amazing interview.
1: He's super profound.
0: Yes, absolutely. Four minutes into that interview, um, he was talking about, you know, his back pains. He was ran over by a truck, basically, during a marathon. I didn't know that. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that's what caused him to... um, The doctor said he wouldn't be able to walk again, but he... I think he, like, just visualized healing Mm -hmm. for the next, like, 11 weeks. And he healed himself. Like, he healed his shattered back.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. Back together. And
0: I was literally recovering from back surgery, right? When I watched this video. That
1: is synchronicity.
0: And four minutes in, everything made sense. Uh, Like, it felt like the last puzzle piece. Right. Um, it's just like just clicked into place and I felt happy for the first time in a long long time like I felt that is euphoria like I call that my awakening because that's the day that everything changed sounds like it yeah that's the day I looked towards the light it's
1: crazy (laughs) because sometimes you have to reach rock bottom to elevate to get to that point right it gives
0: you more strength yes to to bounce back
1: and now look at you coming back stronger than ever
0: oh yeah and i'm it's constant shedding from here on out like yeah that was a dark dark place but the darkness now like i'll feel equal equal to the light like it's going to be up and downs from here on out i mean i went through something very recently too um and that's what caused my shedding very recently um but you know, nothing will compare to that first time. <laughs> that That's first time intense. is always going to be like, if if I can get through that, I can get through anything. You yes, know? you can. I,
1: Amen to that.
0: That happened to me, so I can recover from anything. You
1: That's know? how I felt in a different sense. Yeah. But situationally, when I was in foster care going through dozens of different homes to dropping out and being homeless for a little bit, it made me realize that I could handle anything and it made me realize that I have a high pain tolerance, but it's what we do after that when we bounce back. Yeah. And so I'm grateful for that experience as tough as it was it yeah. made me who I am and it sounds the same with you. It makes you that strong individual. Yeah, it gives you
0: perspective. I don't feel bad for anything. Any of it, you know, like it's what's given me strength and it's what's made me who I am today. Even the mistakes that I made here make here and there right. even now. Yeah, like it's inevitable, right? Yeah, of course. We're human. Yeah, We make mistakes. Like, <laughs> it happens. It happens. always. <laughs> I don't feel bad for it. I just I learn from it.
1: Exactly. As long as you learn from it. Yeah. yeah.
0: I see everything in that lens. I see everything as um, a learning Yes. Opportunity. Always learning and even growing. If, yeah. Even if it doesn't make sense in the moment.
1: Never stop learning. Yeah. And especially no. after graduating college, because I think, I don't know if you experienced this, but for me, after I was a graduate, of course, you go through that moment where you're proud and happy and excited and to be you're done. Confused. And <laughs> then you're confused. And then you're going through that limbo where you're yeah. like, am I in the right spot? Yeah. And then you get really metaphysical and start questioning everything. Yeah. Right.
0: And, <laughs> It's because I think we were just put into college right after high school. So we.
1: Right. You didn't didn't have time to. Exactly. We didn't have time to think. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yes, I think that's a good point. And I mean, I don't regret it. I'm thankful for all the experiences. But if I would have known that I'm going to be pursuing what I'm pursuing now, which has nothing to do with my degree. And I mean, even though I use my degree every day and I feel like it has helped me consider life on a much grander and worldly perspective, I didn't need a college degree to become a real estate agent or Mm -hmm. pursue (laughs) modeling and acting and music. So it's interesting how things happen, but I gained a whole new network of people who were essential to my journey Mm -hmm. and it all happened the way it needed to. And I had the opportunity to study abroad and connect with my roots. And for me, I think, because obviously college isn't for everyone, but for me and part of my platform as a former foster youth who didn't know if I was going to have access to a higher education is making sure that we can provide those resources to those who are underprivileged, who have gone through foster care or have experienced extreme poverty and our minorities a lot of the time but giving them the option and the access to pursuing a higher education or their choice of career yeah because we all deserve to have that opportunity like that higher quality of life and we get so much of that through traveling through having these experiences that we wouldn't have otherwise if it wasn't for the way things happen right
0: yeah i agree college has i think it was just ingrained into my childhood exactly i, Same I here. had to go to college right. it was like ne- necessary for me even though i don't really you don't really need it it was just exactly
1: it's a status <sighs> or prestige factor but for me it's it was so much more about who it shaped me into and yeah. the experience and the journey through those four years and who I was becoming and what I was learning and unlearning. Mm-hmm. I I really love Joe Dispenza's book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, because that's what I've been going through constantly is being told that you need to be this person from literally birth and then kind of undoing it and mm-hmm. realizing that you're so much more than that and that you need to have that safe space to grow and to become who you're actually meant to be. So yeah, I mean, I loved my time at UCI and the people that it introduced me to, but it was so much more the journey and the experience and really the, the failures. And like that first year adjusting was pretty crucial because subconsciously I was kind of repeating that same pattern when I was in foster care Mm. because it was also my first year of high school Mm -hmm. where I was bouncing around and so I think that first year of college I must have lived in like five or six different apartments (laughs) just kind of bouncing around and having different roommates and it was very similar to you know my foster siblings right and just of course sharing rooms and apartments with multiple people because I couldn't afford to have my own space right and being on a budget and learning how to adult right so just kind of going through the same process just in a different place and having a much yeah it was a cycle Mm -hmm. but of course I was like it was a different level right yeah absolutely my lifestyle was drastically better yeah and I had this quality of life that I never had before but going through that same Cycle, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. realizing that I had to get out of that and find stability for myself. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a really big thing. I see Such life. A theme, yeah. Recurring theme. <laughs> yeah. I see life as hmm, like a, like that, yes. like a spiral. Spiral. Yes. Roller coaster. So, so you can see, like, let's say you're, there's a spiral. You're on this side and you're looking down, right? You can see the same cycle repeating in different like aspects of your life different versions different like in the past you know going back into your childhood like it's stemmed from somewhere right right? um so i think that's wonderful to be able to see it and then definitely I think once you, just, yeah, I think once you bring awareness to it, like naturally it will heal itself. You don't need to do anything. Like mm-hmm. you can make tr- better choices from mm-hmm. here on out. Like different, whatever it is that you need to do, but just being aware of it is already so much. It's so powerful.
1: I completely agree. Yeah. <laughs> That's powerful, and I think that trajectory of whatever we're comparing, whether it's Mm -hmm. a lifetime or adulthood, adolescence or whatever, but realizing that it fluctuates and there's different points. But being able to evaluate that whole trajectory of a lifetime, let's say, is important because I think when we're going through those difficult times, we're hyper-focused and magnifying on one point in time that's temporary Mm -hmm. and that's not reflective of our entire life Mm -hmm. of the good and the bad so and I think it's natural to focus on the bad sometimes like too much right Mm -hmm. and that's why gratitude and reflection and reminding yourself of all the good is so imperative to being able to stay in that state of being right Mm
0: -hmm. yeah that's the power of uh, duality Dark and light. It's it's a balance. You need both. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, they won't exist. You know, there's no light without dark. No dark without light. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, wonderful. Real quick, I want to pull this out.
1: Been waiting for this moment. Yeah, me
0: too. (laughs) So this is a deck of cards. All right. I love it. (laughs) It is a therapy toolkit for self-exploration and Ooh. this is the type of stuff i love you know this is just i like digging into the brain so i'm gonna have you just pick a card i guess wow okay. whatever card that calls also you beautiful I know. there's a lot there's a lot of cards um right. and then we'll talk about it Let's see.
1: <laughs> it's meant to be okay resilience oh my gosh <laughs> i am Great. dead because you know i
0: <laughs> we we're just talking about that
1: we were just talking about that and you know my platform it was kind of a mouthful before because resilience guys this is insane i literally have that written down somewhere this yeah i used to call so i was part of an organization at uc irvine called fire scholars f-y-r-e fostering mm-hmm. foster youth resilience and education so wow. That was my platform, fostering resilience and education and careers. And that is a huge notion that I focus on because we have to persevere to achieve greatness in anything. Wow. Should I read this or do you want yeah, to read it? Yeah, no, you want to have go ahead. You
0: read it. Okay.
1: Wow. Resilience experiences. From the process of birth to the sensations of hunger, tiredness, and pain. Infants. Children in the proverbial stage under the age of two. Experience uncertainty and fear. With the right amount of love and nurturing, they learn how to survive these stressful feelings, engaging their capacity for resilience and laying the foundation for dealing with stress and unpredictability in the future. How do you think the care you received in infancy shaped how you deal with stress and uncertainty today? Did you spend time away from your mother and father due to illness or otherwise? Did your parents go through traumas during pregnancy, birth, or your infancy? Think about the coping strategies and defense mechanisms you use in difficult situations today. Do you find healthy ways to alleviate stress or do you engage in more negative patterns like emotionally retreating, aggressively acting out, or succumbing to addictions? Mm -hmm. Wow, that's
0: deep. Yeah, that's why I love these cards.
1: Wow, I am just still mind blown because I... I'll have to show you another time because I don't have it with me, but I have a deck of cards. It's it's a little bit more basic than these. They're just words mm-hmm. on each one. But I swear, I so I try and get into a habit of pulling one and then writing it down in my planner, or my journal, and just kind of reflecting on that and kind of seeing what it means for me that day. But a lot of times, like our minds are so powerful. We have a lot of us just have no idea like how true that is because I'll be thinking of something like, okay, I have to go to work, you know, back then when I was, when I actually had like an office job. Right. I remember thinking about that. Right. And then pulling a card that said environment or something. Right. Mm -hmm. And just like realizing that there's this really deep connection and correlation between our mind and our reality and our environment. And that's why the negative Mm -hmm. thoughts like really, show in our reality, you know, versus positive and really just being able to water yourself yeah. and allow yourself to really enjoy your reality.
0: So wow. Yeah, I think very important. Resilience. Love life. I think. Yes. And that you want to love yeah. it. Because <laughs> a lot of us just
1: want to stay stuck in that pattern. And that's yeah. why I love reminding myself of how resilient I am in nature and and you too I mean just hearing about what you've gone through like Mm. and at that time like thinking you're not going to get out of it right yeah
0: I thought I was gonna die like it was that dark like I couldn't see anything around me like couldn't find any help anywhere not that I was looking anywhere anyway because I was so angry right um yeah it was a, a real like dark time and it was so real that, you know, it felt like nothing else could be true. But I don't know. Something happened. Life was like, nah, got something Mm-mm. better planned for you. Just stick through it. You exactly. Know, go through Keep going. It. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, my God. Was it like Steve Harvey who said "Um, that the only reason like you're in? He said something like... "Um." If you're in hell, keep going because why would you want to stop there? Like, feel it, you know? Yeah. Just keep going through it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Why would you stop? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) That's such an important reminder because it's going to happen. And even after you get out of it, there's going to be something else that comes up, right? So just recognizing that there are going to be those moments of discomfort, but knowing how to handle them. And I think going back to the worst or the most difficult times that we have experienced this far and just it's a testament to what we're capable of
0: yeah we're capable capable of so much oh yeah so much power that we can't we're not harnessing as a civilization i (sighs) should say as (laughs) a whole community we have so much power and What's good is that, I mean, I'm doing this to find more people like me, you know, to create a community of like-minded people. This is why you're here. I love it. Um, So if we ever go through anything difficult, like we know we have someone to talk to, you know, like. Yes. And there's a way out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: That's why I love listening to podcasts like on my way to somewhere like driving or especially for road trips where you're just trying to you know it's kind of therapeutic sometimes mm-hmm. right just kind of listening to someone else's voice and having that guidance yeah. Yeah. just helps center you and to know that you're not alone and there are, are other exactly. people that are going through what you're going
0: through yeah and i'm very open and blunt because i like i just say it how it is so i love answering questions and Getting to know other perspectives, so this is just—I don't know. This is like a dream for me, oh, <laughs> like I a dream come that. true. Yeah, yeah. this
1: is very therapeutic and healing, and I'm very yeah, thankful that you invited me exactly to be here today.
0: What I want, thank you for being here. I want you to talk about, you know, your what you do, how people can find you. Yes, you know? of course, plug yourself.
1: <laughs> yes, so I am not just a pageant girl, but Mm -hmm. also an artist, performing artist, model, actor, and realtor, entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And you can find me on Instagram, my personal Miss Monica English, and Monica English Realtor, as well as Long Beach Travel. So feel free to follow me, Monica English on TikTok, which I'm trying to grow right now. And yeah, I'd love to be connected with you if you ever want to reach out to me, I love meeting new people and I'm always looking to expand my circle.
0: Yeah. Same here. Same here. But before we go, I wanted to talk about um, the sponsor of this video. Ooh. So this, um, since this is the first episode, I am the sponsor. So yes. I, I have something to give you. <laughs> oh. So um, I, so sweet. Uh, I like design clothes. So this is a tank top that I spray painted, basically.
1: Wow. That (laughs) is so trippy. You're very talented.
0: I want it to be trippy. I want it to be a little, Mm. like, off. You know what I mean? Just, like, something different. That's the vibe that I'm going for. And the um, brand of it that I'm calling it is called um, Loner's Wardrobe. Oh, my
1: God. That is (laughs) amazing.
0: So it's just going to be all, like, spray painted clothing. And I have some designs too that are out that I will definitely be posting about by the time this episode is up I am obsessed that's for you
1: (laughs) that is so sweet thank you thank you Ani I love that this is so beautiful like thank you I'm excited to wear this
0: (laughs) all right thank you again for being here
1: of course it was a pleasure thanks